Hey, it's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. We're at it again, giving away another $500 Amazon gift card. If you want in on this round, all you got to do, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, then shoot me a screenshot of it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Very simple. Leave the review, Apple Podcasts, screenshot, send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's it. You're entered. Very soon, another person is going to win a $500 Amazon gift card as a thank you for that review. Go ahead. Leave it now. Takes like four seconds. We greatly appreciate it. And good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Hey, Brewskies. This is Gabrielle calling from Dallas. Foremost, I want to thank you so very much. Um, I was listening the other day at work, like I usually do, and put my headphones in, listen to the newest episode, and um, it was the, the homemade Ouija board one. A gentleman had his story, and then it was mine afterwards, and I was so surprised. And I was absolutely so thrilled. Um, it was an episode that Jenny wasn't on, but Tony, I, I thoroughly appreciate your response. It seems like you put a lot of um, effort and thought into, in, into a very well-rounded response, and I really appreciate the advice and the things that you said. I really do. Um, but when I heard the story, I realized from the time that I had called until now that so much has happened. Well, I think so much has happened in between that time frame. So I guess I wanted to give an update. So just a quick refresher. Uh, the story of mine was the one I was staying in my brother's room. My brother's deceased. Uh, he committed suicide. And, and um, between me and my father, we had felt like maybe there was an entity that um, tormented. So let's go back to me staying in the room. And I had told you guys in the previous episode that I had felt like something was maybe calling me into the, the shed outside where he spent a lot of time. And, and I was wondering at the time if I should go in there or not um, to, to search my brother's spirit. And let me just go ahead and say that I did not, <laughs> have not set foot in there or attempted to do that. And um, the reason, the big reason being is because I think that for the most part, me and my father both feel like whatever is linked is not my brother's spirit. I feel like Tony was right when he said that I did receive a visitation dream and I did get that final piece and that's what my brother wanted me to have. And he may not be hanging around per se. He wants me to come to the people. But still, me and my father wonder if there wasn't something left that is a malevolent force per se. So rewind back to me staying at my dad's and continuing to stay the night in the room. Little things started to happen. Um, stuff like the TV randomly cutting off and on and things that I started to chalk up to more or less. Um, and then uh, we'll fast forward to every night. So, so I said before that I had always been a vivid dreamer. But my dreams, maybe sometimes they're creepy, but they're never very violent. Um, on a pretty persistent basis, every night, me staying the night in my brother's room with my daughter, I kept having, I kept having um, very violent dreams, not anything pertaining to my brother, and they weren't necessarily reoccurring. They were just very bloody and gruesome and um, uncomfortable, and, you know, just the time where you wake up and you're like, whoa, what the 
did I come up with that? Where did that even come from? So that was very off-putting, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you have kind of strange dreams. But not to say that that's paranormal. It's just kind of when I started to notice that there was a difference. Um, so every night I would have and, – and I would start having the dreams, and then eventually I would start waking up. And, I mean, I'm a fairly heavy sleeper, you know. I, I do – you know, my daughter is staying in the room with me, so if she wakes up, I do wake up when she wakes up. You know, being a mother has made me a, a little bit of a lighter sleeper. I think most, most of the time it usually does, but I don't just wake up in the middle of the night and get up or wake up wide awake or anything like that. So I'd wake up and I'd sit up and I'd be in a panic, and I couldn't figure out why. And it wasn't necessarily because of the dream, because um, sometimes I would have, have them after I fell back asleep from the wake up, but... I would wake up and I would be in a sense of panic. I'd look around, look at my daughter, and I'd always feel like something. Basically, I was waking up feeling like something was staring at me. And, I mean, everybody knows, most people know what that feeling's like when you feel like something is watching you. Um, so I would wake up and I would feel like something was watching me. I'd look around and sometimes I'd even get up and open the door and peek around and I'd lay back down and it, it, the feeling would be so unsettling it'd take me a little bit to go back to sleep. So after about a week of this happening every single night, the next week, the next day when it happened, I opened my eyes, sat up, looked around like usual, and then I started checking the time on my phone. So I was like, am I waking up at the same time? Because it always, you know, the sun wasn't up. It was still very dark outside. So it had to roughly be around the same time. So I checked that. I thought of doing it. And it was 3 a.m. Right on the dot. And, you know, I believe, you know, and if you believe in, in, in that sort of uh, Christianity type thing and the, you know, the devil's hour and stuff like that. But, of course, it was the first time. So I thought, hey, this is just a coincidence. But it did freak me out nonetheless, waking up, feeling like something's staring at you. It being that time, I was a little off put by that, but I managed to go back to sleep. So the following night and the following night and consistently for about, Two and a half weeks, I would wake up with the same feeling, tap my phone to look at the time, and it would be 3 a.m. It would be 3.01, sometimes it would be 3.04, but it was always within the first five minutes of 3 a.m. Um, and so that would continue on, and then it just started to progress. I wouldn't only wake up and feel like something was staring me. I would feel something shaking me or hear somebody calling my name. And I'd sit up real quick and I'd look at my daughter and make sure she's okay and, and she's sound asleep. And I'd go make sure nobody was trying to get my attention or, you know, and or figure out, you know, if everybody's asleep, then how did somebody just shake me so vigorously almost, it felt like. Um, it, was, it was very bizarre. And, you know, again, it was the same time. So I thought, I just didn't make any sense. So, you know, I just kept going on. Um, so as daughter starts waking up in the middle of the night, now she sleeps through the night for the most part. She's, she'll be two next week. So, you know, for the most part, she sleeps through the night, give or take every once in a while she'll wake up. And, you know, but anyways, she doesn't do what she started to do there. So after all this is happening with me and I'm waking up at this time, um, my daughter started waking up and she, I would just hear screaming and I'd open my eyes. Of course, like a mother would completely panic. I'm looking at my daughter. Her eyes are sealed shut. They're not open. Her sleep and she's screaming like someone, like someone hurt her, like someone 
pinched her like she's having night terrors. And, you know, and I'm, I'm picking her up and I'm, I'm holding her and I'm rocking her. And, you know, and, and, and of course, as a mother and in a state of panic, I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, you know, and, and she, she would never wake up. Night terror or, or something, she just, it would just, she would just be screaming so much in the middle of the night. And I tried to find every logical source to that. What did she eat that day? What did she this? You know, nothing's out of the ordinary. I couldn't find it in night terrors or, or something. And then I'm thinking, well, is something shaking her? Is something touching her? Or is she having, you know, these nightmares, like something that I'm having? You know, or, or can she feel a presence more than I can because of her age? But it was just so bizarre because I would pick her up and I would, Walker and I'd hold her and I'd try to figure out, you know, try to get her to wake up so she could stop crying and realize I'm right there, but she would never wake up. She would cry every night for like 10 minutes, which, you know, isn't long, but it seems like a lifetime when your child is inconsolable. And this would happen every single night for about a, probably about two or three weeks, about the same time frame that, that it would happen to me. And, and every time I would, you know, check the time after she would go back to sleep or, you know, stop crying, basically, because she never woke up. She'd sleep the whole time. But I would check my phone, and it would be, you know, 3.08 or, you know, it would be 3.20 because, you know, and you got to think if it's 3.20 and she's been crying for 10 minutes, well, then it was 3.10 or when it started. And I thought, this is just so strange. Um. So, you know, I'm continuing going on like this for a couple of nights of her doing this and this happening and then me feeling like I start feeling more like something is just a nightmare. Is it something is shaking me or touching me or, or, or grazing, almost felt like grazing fingertips across my arm and even something that subtle would wake me up at the same time. So I thought, okay, enough of this. I got to cleanse this room. <laughs> You know, I I don't mess around with that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've dealt with spirits before and and I've cleansed before. I'm not an expert by any means, but, you know, I carry sage. (laughs) And and sometimes in different cultures, um, people believe that instead of using a sage stick, if you don't want asthma and you don't want to deal with the smoke, then you can brew sage in a spray and spray it. Um, It was my father's house and I didn't want to... I didn't want to, you know, burn too much of, of anything in there. So I, I made the spray. Um, so I made the spray and I got some candles out. So, um, maybe I should have said this part before, but every time whenever I felt like something perhaps was watching me, my eyes would always go to a certain corner in the room. And I know this almost sounds crazy, but the corner wasn't directly off all the way towards the right, but it's almost like, and I hope, hope maybe somewhere someone out there can understand this. So I feel less crazy, but I feel like, I feel like the energy, there's an energy. I can't, there's nothing there. It's just a corner of the room, you know, and I, I don't know why, um, but there's a dresser to the right of the corner of the room. So I set some candles down on the top, you know, I started to burn some candles and, I started, you know, I cleaned it. I got the vibe going real good, nice, and, you know, good. tried to promote good energy and vibes throughout the whole entire room. And I lit all the candles and had my daughter there with Matthew and just be happy with her and try to lift up the vibes of the room. 
If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.